You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Thank you, Mr. Handy, for that wonderful, wonderful intro. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Nathan Stella, Big Need Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all staying warm. Uh, it has been a couple crazy <laughs> weeks of weather. Um, happy holidays. Uh, Christmas is around the corner. I hope Santa Claus treats, treats each and every one of you well. Uh, before we get into the video, there's a few things I can say up front. Um, I do apologize. It's been a couple weeks since you last saw me um, dealing with school, and I'm done for the semester. Um, also, too, been dealing with some technical issues with uh, some stuff behind the scenes, and uh, those things have been resolved. Um, hopefully, well, to, starting tomorrow, we'll be back on track. Um, but season six, let's say season twelve, that this will end abrupt. This will end um, once the year's over, and we'll start again in the new year with season thirteen. Um, a couple things. Um, the rest of season 11 has not been uploaded, so it will be my goal before the year is up to ensure every episode is uploaded. That way we're everyone has up-to-date on the episodes up and before season 13. Um, a couple things happened. Uh, we're now in week six of college basketball, men and women. Um, we've been behind. Uh, <laughs> Recapping rally basketball, um, just been behind on that. Um, you haven't seen me last few weeks with the Baltimore Ravens and Washington Commanders, uh, behind on that. So you'll see a couple of videos of the Ravens tomorrow. Uh, the Lady Terps, they play tomorrow. Uh, the men, I think they play, if it's not tomorrow, it's Friday. A um, couple things on that. Um I started writing for Maryland Sports Blog. I will be covering the Maryland Terrapins and the Washington Mystics. Uh, I wrote my first, my second piece uh, after our glorious win 
over the Yukon Huskies. Uh, talk about the Terrapins, congratulations. Um, so be tuned in for that as we progress. Um, tomorrow, we're recapping the Baltimore Ravens, uh, losing atro- being atrocious against the Cleveland Browns, and painfully, uh, the Washington Commanders losing uh, to those New York G-men. Sean Spencer, what's going on, buddy? Hope you're all doing well. Good to see you, buddy. Great episode of the Roundtable. Shout out to Sean Spencer, the head of the table of the Let's Talk Football community. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful pleasure being a part of that community, um, even though sometimes I have to put my head through a table. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's enough introductions. As you see the title, um, this, along with the NFL mock draft, uh, this was supposed to be an episode that's supposed to happen weeks ago. <laughs> Didn't happen, uh, but that's okay. Now we're catching up. Um, we're six weeks into the college basketball season, and the WNBA draft is will be around the corner soon, next 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 year. And uh, a couple things that stood out to me. Uh, a couple of people reached out, and, and I showed them this list of what I was doing, and they're like, well, most of your list makes sense. Uh, the only thing is, uh, they're really <laughs> that clip is gold. It is. It is. I have to find that episode. Uh, it was episode really quick. Uh, he's mentioning. Uh, I went off on T.J. Ward because of um, an ignorant comment he made about Ron Rivera, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the terms of this is during the pandemic. Um, He's doing with he's getting treat, chemotherapy and different things like that. He made an ignorant comment. I have to find that episode. Uh, but back to what I was saying, uh, this has to be arguably the best generational ta- generational talent of young women coming into the W for next year. I think next year as well has some generational talent. Um, I think this year, I think last year's. Eh, I think we're still kind of figuring out some kinks. Um, I think there was some hits and there were some misses. When I look back on it, I think there were some screw-ups. I think everybody knows that. Um, and then really the pandemic, um, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, the, the, the pandemic picks, uh, they just honestly most of them have not panned out. It's been dis- it's really been honestly disappointing, uh, especially the number one overall pick has not gotten, has not grown at all. Um, during her time in Dallas, and which is Charlie Collier. Um, but with this draft class, I think it's a new direction. Uh, this is for some franchises, it, these are general, this is this is your future. And uh, we start with the lottery draft. So the Indiana Fever were awarded the number one overall pick for the 2023 WNBA draft. Now- if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. And then with the second overall pick, uh, it was the end of an era. Minnesota, City of Fowles. And... Um, also, Nafisa Collier did not play most of the season due to pregnancy. Um, so this is a new era for them. The Indiana Fever, uh, who I think it's going in the right direction. Um, I do expect an Indiana Fever team to be different. Uh, 
I don't think Tiffany Mitchell, Victoria Vivians will be back. I think they'll depart in free agency. Uh, they've clearly shown that they're building around Kelsey Mitchell. Uh, Minnesota, Sylvia Fowles is not there. Um, this is now Nafisa Collier's team. Uh, there were some things that Cheryl said uh, about certain players um, in her ex interview that I found very, very interesting. So I do expect that, that Lynx team to be different. They did invest some money in some players and they've not lived up to the end of the deal. Um, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, um, to me, surprised, well, almost everyone can agree, surprised everybody. Uh, I think I had them making the playoffs. Uh, I do think that this pick is going to it's help them get over the hump because I do think Ryan Howard needs some shooters around her. And I also think Atlanta needs to start breaking on their paint presence. And then there's us, uh, the Washington Mystics. Um, another year, we were this close, this close. I was crossing my fingers to have number one overall pick, uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, how that happened was um, we had a three-way trade with the Los Angeles Sparks and Atlanta Dream last year. Uh, we had the number one overall pick last year, uh, which could have been, should have been Ryan Howard. Um, but it turned out to be Shakira Austin, who's panned out who, who for a, did well in her rookie year. Uh, now this year, obviously, luck was not on our side, and um, the chances of getting Aaliyah Boston are looking very, very slim. I'm not. I'm. I'm I, I, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This is disgusting. It's disgraceful. It's embarrassing. And I'm ticked off. It don't it don't make any sense. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. And something needs to be done about it. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, with the number one overall pick, painfully, the Indiana Fever select Aaliyah Boston out of South Carolina. Um, it's a no-brainer. Listen, Aaliyah Boston, the accolades speak for itself. Um, she's the best player in the nation. Um, she's the best player in this draft. I mean, you just look every year since she's been in South Carolina, it's just greatness. Um, her basketball her basketball IQ is second to none. Um, I mean, you see each year I've noticed her game is expanding, um, especially when you have um, – you can use some extra firepower. Uh, again, you're clearly building around Kelsey Mitchell. And then you have – even though I, – I, I was really, really – tossed i was really really tossing the idea of Leah boston that being the one of our pick please hear me out because of a couple things one you drafted Alyssa smith queen and egbo emily inksler lexi hall indiana could use a wing player and another guard play behind kelsey because i don't see indiana Resigning Tiffany Mitchell or Victoria Vivians. 
I don't see that. What I see, I see Lyndon take now clearly building for the future. And my question is, okay, you kind of now have a front, a loaded front court. So something tells me that they're going to look for a wing player or there's going to be a trade because I can't see unless someone's okay with coming off the bench, which will most likely be Queen and Egbo. To have three front court players, you drafted three front court players, especially two last year and then this year, I, I have some questions. I, I think they need to f- strictly focus on wing, 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 wing scoring because they need some scores on the wing. Um, but it's a no-brainer that Aaliyah Boston will be the number one overall pick. I mean, she's definitely a franchise changer without a shadow of a doubt. And, I mean, what Indiana needs, uh, they need everything but the kitchen sink. They, they need uh, exorcism. They need holy water. They need everything. Um, but I think the biggest thing they need to focus on is wing depth because um, they do have the seven overall pick. We'll get to that. But uh, then there's a possibility she could stay at South Carolina, even though I believe she's a senior. Now she's a junior. She could stay. So I also considered Haley Jones out of Stanford being number one overall pick. I'm just saying. I'm just looking at how Indiana constructed. I just look how they looked at the draft last year. It, I, 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 Indiana put put me in a in a tough one here. Um, definitely, definitely. With the second overall pick, the Minnesota Lynx select Elizabeth Kitley out of Virginia Tech University. Um, to me. This is uh, clearly a retooling uh, stage for Minnesota. Um, most likely Elizabeth will declare for the draft. Um, Elizabeth is very versatile. She's efficient on the offensive side of the ball. She's 6'6", uh, ten- tenacious rebounder. Um, I think she's arguably the best post player other than Aaliyah um, with her the ability to play back to the basket. Uh, whether that's back to the basket, face up, attack the dribble, Attack uh, off the dribble, does that matter? Even in, in, in pick and roll situations, she can stretch the floor. And with a system like Minnesota, Cheryl Reeves will love a player like that. That's just me. Um, she definitely has the tools to be uh, a star in this league. Um, I consider Leo Boston here too, um, because I think also too, they could also using a ball handler, but we, again, they have rather, they have the 12th overall pick in this, the same draft. So stay with me. Uh, Cause I don't think, I mean, whatever happens in free agency, I think will determine um, how they attack the draft. But I think right now, Elizabeth Kitley, third overall pick, the Atlanta dream select Haley Jones. Um, I think the biggest thing is wing depth. Um, Atlanta clearly has rebuilt the culture and they have a star in Ryan and super, excuse me, a superstar in Ryan Howard. Um, to me, they need to start putting some shooters around her. Um, 
because I'm looking at what they have. It's not bad, but Tiffany Hayes, you got to, they have the right to negotiate her contract. Um, she's been dealing with injuries the last couple of years. Um, let's, I, I'd like to see what Ari McDonald does uh, going forward because she did have kind of a breakout the last couple of weeks of the season last year. Um, Haley Jones, to me, um, athleticism, very versatile, um, high basketball IQ, um, brings a lot of things to the table. Um, and also to her perimeter shooting is arguably some of the best I've seen, especially uh, watching them play Maryland last year in March Madness. So, um, and she can defend one through five on the floor defensively. And if you're Atlanta, I take a player like this. Now, with the fourth overall pick, the Washington, the, the Washington Mystics, excuse me, select. Maryland's own Diamond Miller. Okay, um, really quick. Washington needs, they need a lot. Um, we really need three-point shooting and a shot creator. Um, the Washington Mystics truly lack a shot creator. Um, I consider Ashley Jones in this position. Um but I, I, I like Diamond because um, when I was listening to the introductory press conference for our new head coach, Eric Tebow, uh, after 20 years, Mike Tebow has stepped down as head coach and has now moved to the GM role. Um, Eric made it clear that he wants a more like a three and D offense next year. And Diamond Miller fits that type of system. 6'3", athletic. Um, and if you look at Maryland, they play at a high pace. I mean, she's averaging about 17 a game, if I remember correctly. Um, the only thing I would say is a red flag of taking Diamond is her injuries, um, especially last year. She missed a good chunk of last year with a knee injury. That's something to watch out, but I think she'll be fine. Um, if you pushed me, Ashley Jones out of Iowa would be interesting. But to me, Diamond makes the most sense out of all of, out of so far what is coming off the board. And I, I think she would be, I think she'd do well with the Mystics. You're playing alongside uh, Ariel Atkins, Natasha Cloud, Elena Deladon. They who need shooters because I'll be honest, watching them play Seattle, the first round of the playoffs was a complete eyesore, particularly shooting the ball. And they, they need that. And I think Diamond does definitely will bring a lot of that to Washington. Uh, with the fifth overall pick, uh, the Chicago Sky, which was originally the Phoenix Mercury's pick. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I went to this opportunity. I know it's already happened, uh, but welcome home, Brittany Griner. Um, Brittany Griner has made it clear that she will play this upcoming season. Um, I wish her well. Uh, I do can, I will continue to pray and have hope that uh, those that are detained, not just in Russia, but across the road are all brought home safely. Um, but Chicago, 
uh, has his pick with a trade with Diamond to Shields. And with the fifth overall pick, the Chicago Sky select Ashley Jones. Uh, I also consider <laughs> a Rakia Jackson here. To me, uh, Chicago has a lot to figure out who's staying and who's not. Kendrick Parker has made it clear that she's staying. Um, Courtney Vandersloot's a free agent. Um, that team is a little older now. I mean, especially Quigley. You don't know if she's going to come back another year. Um, also, I have to consider, can you get up, at least get another conference final appearance? Uh, Cameron, what's going on, bro? Good to see you. Um, I... I think that's the biggest thing Chicago has to focus on is who stayed, who's staying, who's not. Because if you look, I mean, uh, most of their core players are unrestricted free agents. So I had to see what that happens. Um, I mean, Chicago needs scoring, uh, needs some versatility. It actually fits that uh, for them, especially in that kind of system with James Wade, uh, great basketball head coach. Uh, and I mean, she's averaged 20 points and she shot over 30% from three the last four seasons at Iowa State. Um, I mean, she's one of the, are you one of the best score, offensive scorers? Um, she impacts, she'll impact Chicago Sky in many ways. She is a, for a guard her size. She can rebound the ball, great vision. Um, and she has great basketball IQ. And seeing some of the highlights of her, she doesn't she doesn't get easily in, intimidated. And I think that she would be a great fit for Chicago. Um, let's go to the Big Apple. Uh, <laughs> the sixth overall pick, New York Liberty select, J.C. Sheldon. I think this is interesting out of the Ohio State. Um, to me, they need to put some scores around Sabrina in that school. Um, because if you paid attention, uh, Sabrina played off the ball more. Now um, you need some depth. Um, to me, JC is a versatile guard scorer who can play both on and off the ball. Uh, even though I think finishing at the rim is something that New York clearly struggles at. Um, even though I'm still holding out hopes that uh, I'll see more impact from Dee Dee Richards and Michaela Onyewede and a couple other uh, guards and forwards that they have, wing players. Because, uh, I mean, to not finish at the basket, that's that, that hurts your team. Um, my only concern for JC is – She's going to need a couple years to adjust to the physicality and the speed of the W. Um, I think she's um, a, a, she's an interesting piece. I consider Grace Berger here at Indiana. I've also considered Rikia Jackson, but I don't think I think New York needs to put some ball handlers around Sabrina. And uh, I'm curious to see what they do in the offseason because it seems like they're all um, tuned in for uh, Brianna Stewart, even though I think Brianna will stay in Seattle. Uh, with the seventh overall pick, uh, Dallas had this pick. Uh, if you remember the trade for T.R. McCowan, 
uh, the Indiana Fever select Grace Berger out of Indiana University. Um, <laughs> see, this is where I'm, I, I, I'm, you, I'm lost too because they've got a lot of young talent, even though in all due respect, the, the Lexi Hall pick, I, I still, I really cannot, I, I just, I, I, that was a miss in my personal opinion. I gave, I became what I gave him the jab grade, but that, there's something about that pick just doesn't sit well with me. Um, the biggest thing watching them last year, even playing the watch when I went to go see them play the watch, the mystics, they struggle to take care of the ball, um, score efficiently and play defense. Um, they need a two guard that can do those things. That's why I think um, they're most likely going to move on from Tiffany Mitchell and Victoria Vince. Not saying those girls can't do that because they can. Uh, but I just think the way I see Lynn Dunn's vision of the team, she wants players that I think fit her style of play and her system and what she wants. And uh, I think Grace fits that. Grace can play off the ball and on the ball. She can create shots. Uh, she has a 6'1 guard, great size, strength, athleticism. Um, and she has a good off-the-dribble J. She can create space. Um, I do think that the only thing she'll probably just need to work on is her, is her perimeter and three-point shooting. But Grace would be a great pick for the Indiana, for the Indiana Fever. And then um, you go back to the ATL. And this is where I think you get some wing depth. And I think uh, shout out to B. Terrell of the committee. He might appreciate me for this. And remember some other members, and even Aaron. Rikia Jackson, I think, will be taken um, with the Atlanta Dream with this pick. I'm curious to see. Um, I, I think I don't I don't right now this is all just one point out. This is just what I think is gonna where I think teams should go. Once we get into free agency, then that's where the 2.0 comes in, and then really well with March Madness, that's when my last one will come in. So right now, this is just what I think they should take. Um Rikia Jackson, to me, is a top 10 player in this draft. Um, I mean, out of Tennessee, uh, I know she's just a natural wing player. She has her skill set, I, I mean, to, to take advantage of mismatches that are given her, um, and particularly playing in an up-tempo system like Tennessee, um, Atlanta will love that. Um, we all know coming out of Mississippi State, um, you know, they're going through some, some some changes. And I've seen the growth of Rakia Jackson under Kelly Harper. Um, and I'm proud to see that. Um, but I think that Atlanta should continue to have additional depth at the four position. Um, you know, you got you play, play alongside Monique Billings. Uh, Kia Vong's retired. Um, let's see if they'll re-sign Beatrice uh, Monapier. Uh, there's a couple things you got to take into consideration with Atlanta, but I think they need to continue to just build on their depth. Um, I mean, when you're averaging almost 17, 16 a game, almost eight rebounds a game so far this season, come on. And she's she's destined to be a good player, especially with that core. Of, of talent already alongside Ryan and then potentially 
uh, Haley Jones, if, if, if I'm right. Uh, let's go. Well, before we get into that, we have three more picks. We're going to take a quick 30-second break with this song. Love interrupted by tragedy. Lost in the drought of nightfall. Running in search of the remedy. Trying to find her place. And we're back with the ninth overall pick. The Seattle Storm will take the Asia Fair out of Syracuse. Um, I think Seattle should continue to build for the future. Uh, whatever happens with, um, with Brianna, um, you still have a core with Jewel Moody, Brandon Stewart. Um, I, I thought last year, I thought the acquisition of Tina Charles was weird. Um, to me, that was a a sign of um, that was like a desperation move. Um, I know the Asia is coming from the MAC and has transferred the ACC. Um, so far, I mean, we're only six weeks into the season. I think she's doing she's doing fine. Um, I think she has the potential to be a, 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 an elite guard in this game in this league. Um, she can shoot the ball. I believe at the University of Buffalo, where she had over two thousand points, um, averaged twenty points a game as a freshman. Uh, high motor, high IQ, uh, two way player. Uh, she can create her own shot and create shots for others. Uh, last year was her junior year. She shot almost 40% from the field. Um, you want a player like that if you're Seattle. And I think she'll do well in the system with um, Nicole Quinn, Noel Quinn, excuse me, as her head coach. Uh, I considered Ashley Wusu here, um, Asia Blackwell, um, even gets here, uh, Triana Edwards as well, um, but I'm, I'm sticking with Miss Fair out of Buff, out of Syracuse with the 10th overall pick. <sighs> can, 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 I, can I play this clip? Um, the Connecticut Sun select Asia Blackwell. I need, hold on, where's my, I need my answers clip. These are legitimate questions. I don't have answers. I'm starving for answers. I'm starving for them because I don't have them. I'm so disgusted. Because I got to be out there at that game this Saturday. I got to see this. 
inquiring minds want to know why. I truly do want to know why. Okay. Um, a couple things that I think what Connecticut needs. Connecticut needs shooters. That's just not guards. They need some wings that can shoot the ball. I don't know what's going to look this Connecticut team's going to look like next year. For all I know is it's the end of an era. Um, because the sixth woman of the year, Bree Jones is a free agent. And it's looking like she'll depart. Kurt Miller's not there. He's down in Los Angeles. I don't know what this Connecticut Sun team will look like next year. And whatever it looks like, um, I, the, 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 just really the whole makeup of it, the team needs to be different. I mean, you need some shooters. You need some depth at the wing and four position. Um, I consider it Asian Blackwell because of a couple things. Um, she can shoot the ball. Um, she can handle the ball in the open court. Great transition guard. She can finish at the rim, and she can she's a, I, she's a, she she can shoot. She's a scorer. Um, I do think there is some part of there's some perimeter transition game that needs more development. But I think in a system like Connecticut, where you're playing alongside Lisa Thomas, Dewana Bonner, John Quill Jones. Jasmine Thomas, Tisha Heideman, I think you do okay. I think she'll be fine. Because um, watching them in the watching them in the finals, they really, really need some shot creators. They need, they need some people that can make some shots. Um, and <laughs> I, I mean, I considered uh, Deanna Edwards here. But I, you, you drafted Nia Cloudin last year. And uh, I mean, either one of those would not, either, either one of them would not be a miss for them. Because uh, I mean, they really definitely need to address the three-point shooting because that's, that's the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, is I'm going to be watching the free agency because I'm going to be curious. I think... Their seat, I think how they go forward, I think it's all where uh, if Brianna Jones stays or not. And that's that's my fear. Uh, if she comes to Washington, I'm not mad at that. Uh, but I see so, somebody will take a pay cut. I, I just see it. There's just no way you can have – you can have I – can't, I can't see it. So either somebody got to take a pay cut, someone getting traded, or she's or she walking. That's, that's just me. The Dallas Wings with 11 overall picks select Deanna Edwards out of Connecticut. I mean, not Kentucky. I say Connecticut. I'm so sorry. I think she is a physical guard that can score. She's a great three-point shooter, shooting almost 36.5% from three, um, especially, <laughs> um, again, I could consider them her for Connecticut. Uh I think Dallas, they need uh, 
I don't think they need a really a point guard. I think they just need some guard play. Um, even though I think they look might look different because Marina Mabry's a free agent. Uh, Chair McCowan got to pay her. Uh, but I also I'm looking at it from the standpoint of how uh, I just Dallas is at least another year or two from being a complete team. I think the biggest thing is predicate it all. It's to me all is on Enrique Gubawale. She's the superstar. Um, I mean, she they need some stability on the floor, um, especially when she scores off the ball. Um, but I, I, I think Diana, I think fits that type of a system. Um, because I, at times there, there can be some lack of creativity offensively and scoring consistently. Um, I, I can, I consider Stephanie uh, Soares out of Iowa state. Uh, I also considered uh, charisma Osborne out of UCLA. Um, but I, I think you need another three-point shooter with uh, Arike. And, again, it all depends on how the season, the offseason for Dallas looks because they've got some decisions to make. And with the 12th overall pick, the Minnesota Lynx select. She used to go to the University of Maryland, but she transferred painfully to Virginia <laughs> Ashley Owusu, um, I think she would do just fine in uh, Minnesota system. Um, they need some front. They need some scoring, and Ashley does that. Um, I mean, she's very. She can finish at the rim. Watch her at Maryland. She can finish. Uh, she can facilitate the ball, uh, which I think Minnesota could use. Um, I mean, I I think. I didn't want to put her. I didn't want to put her with Dallas because you you drafted Veronica Burton, and I, I think I don't think that's fair that you're sitting behind her. I, I think they need no. That's just not. I just don't think Dallas is a good fit for her. Um, okay, Ashley's not the best defender in the world in the world, but. Um, her ability to score from the paint and the perimeter, I definitely think Cheryl Reeves would love that in a player. I also considered Asia Black with her, but I think Asia Black will finish within the top eight of the draft. Because um, I think Minnesota, I have Elizabeth Kidley, and I think that addresses what you need in terms of scoring um, and front court presence. Uh, but I mean, these are my that's my first round 1.0 mock draft for the WNBA 2023 draft. Um, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close out with final message. Let me pull my clip up. Incoming message. Thoughts are running through my mind. Someone took some time to find a minute or two to organize. Final message. Um, the holidays are upon us. Um, I've said this message a couple times. I'll continue to say it again. Let's just reflect on the year um, and just look at the positives. Um, 
what's worked out for us, what hasn't worked out for us. And um, let's, let's create small goals that will become big goals for 2023. Um, people, you know, they, everyone makes these uh, big goals and uh, of what they want to do when the new year comes out. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it doesn't happen. Start off with the small things. I think you discipline yourself. And when you um, do things that will suffice you in the short term, um, that makes you happy. That's the important thing. Find things, start with the small goals. Start with the, the, the small things will turn will make the bigger things easily. Thank you, listen, the happy holidays. Good to see you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and more importantly, man, like just continue to just um, try to make each day a good day. Um, I mean, you know, the holidays for some may not be the best. Um, you know, everyone goes through things, but just you know, continue to check on loved ones. Um, do something for yourself. Um, continue to uh, just be, just treat each day the way you want it to be uh, because it's your story and the day, the outcome of the day has an impact. It's uh, how you make the day is your outcome of how you make it, if that makes sense. So that's my final message. Um, I'll be back on tomorrow with the painfully with the Ravens and the Commanders. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all getting on my damn nerves. What the hell is going on? Wake the hell up! With that being said, I will catch you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a great night. Peace. Stay up. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Thank you. And you help me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. All I want to do is say thank you for everything you do.